<coughs> so, uh, <coughs> oh, shit. you know, I'm 33. <coughs> You'll be 34. You're 33 right now, right? 34 years you're 34. old. You're 34. You have the year. Old. You, you get the year when your birthday hits. Because you're a year older than me. Um, so next March 11, I'll be 35. 35. I'll be 34 in January. Um, what, How long have you had a cell phone? Where'd you get your cell phone? You really want to know? This is going to be a small segue. I promise it'll be two minutes tops. It, it, it's also a part of this. It's, 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 it's a part of this podcast. Fun episode. This is going to be a fun one. Our first fun one in a while. So... I initially got my first cell phone because I was dating a girl that lived in New Jersey. And for the first time in my life, I was having phone sex. This is how I was getting I never off. had phone sex. I was having legitimate phone sex. I never thought to try phone sex. Me, like nowadays, you know, I've written like erotica pieces. You know, you, you've read some of the shit that I've written, have you? No. You never written? No. I wouldn't want to read erotica written by Keith Richards. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, I'm just going to throw that out there. I would not want to read erotica <laughs> written by King Roach. Yeah. So uh, imagine just an erotica written by me, just me saying it on the phone. The problem with that was that I was saying it on my mom's cell phone because at the time I was so young, I didn't have a phone. And I was still in high school. So my mom had this Kyocera like one of them really damn Kyocera. Yeah. And and the shit was so old that even when it was plugged in, it wouldn't charge if you was on a call. So there was a few times that she was like climaxing and the phone would die. And it would it would interrupt my ability to maximize my value of what I'm putting forth so i ended up asking my stepsister to go get me a cell phone and she got me my first phone from sprint she co-signed that shit and it was one of those flip phones very pixelated but the call didn't drop so i've had a cell phone i want to say since i want to say since sophomore year of high school uh my first phone was a nokia brick phone but with a color screen it was when the color screens color phones started coming in um couldn't get any ringtones gonna do much on it it was like we got added to the family plan uh i didn't pay my own bill until i graduated high school but back then you couldn't even take your phone with you to school so my phone was home all day yeah i didn't have bitches hitting me i up. didn't even know you had a fucking phone that early i wasn't taking it out even if i went to play ball so like i'm playing ball i can't have this on me i'm not gonna leave it sitting there on the side so this is i would always leave it at home I had the same number since 2003, 2004. That you have right now? Uh-huh. I've never changed my <laughs> cell phone number my entire life. You guys still got the same provider? Yep. We're grandfathering. <laughs> I only paid $10 for truly unlimited service because we were grandfathered in uh, for truly unlimited, uh, truly unlimited data. Because when they first went to smartphones before Sprint, Sprint when Sprint first went to the smartphone thing, because before I had my first smartphone, which was the HTC Evo, the first HTC Evo, um, I had the uh, the old school uh, PDA MDMA that slid up and had the keyboard. <laughs> that was what I had. 
Um, and you didn't need a data. You didn't need a data package on that. Yeah. Um, but once they went to the smartphones, when they started bringing out all the smartphones and everything, the iPhones and everything, the Blackberries, you had to get a data package. So when I initially wanted the HTC Evo, it was hot. It was in demand, and uh, they were on back order. But my phone I had at the time, they didn't make anymore. And I was having so many problems with it that every time I had a problem, they couldn't get me a new phone because they didn't make it new. They had to keep getting me a refurbished one. And I kept having problems with it. Yo, I had the same problem for like two or three months where every phone they sent me, I had to be extra careful with sliding the screen down after sending a text message because if it snapped too hard, it would shut the phone off. And how's your show right now? Amazing, nigga. Come on. You saw how bad my old phone was before I got this phone. Uh, I treated myself to the phone for Christmas. Um, I like like uh, like I went through the phones. I had the same number, same everything. Um, but like getting that grandfather clause, like that's why I keep telling them every time my mother complains. It's like I want to go to Metro PC. I want to go here. I was like, <laughs> you will not have real unlimited service. Like I need. Like I keep trying to explain you that to my brother stay and sister. Faithful, bro. Like yo, like yo, like There's this. Perks to it. His perks and it's like yo like you're not gonna get that like we have we don't get throttled and it was like yo like i remember when we all got the phones because we all got the evos and they told us actually me and my dad had the evo lorenzo had the evo but he had an iphone i can't remember what my mom had but the guy told us it was like yo like this you gotta pay ten dollars a month that's gonna be steady unlimited but like yo in a few months it's gonna go up and they're gonna start the package rates and he's like if you guys leave change anything you're gonna lose this you ever have the walkie talkie joint yeah I had it with Sprint when Sprint tried when Sprint merged with Nextel. I had it, uh, the ReadyLink Sprint that ReadyLink, and they brought Nextel out. They brought Nextel out because they wanted that technology, but they couldn't get it to merge that technology with Nextel. So they had to keep Nextel on a separate bandwidth and have Sprint. So that's why they did away with the walkie-talkie on Sprint because it wasn't on Nextel and they couldn't integrate it with Nextel. What about a Sidekick? You ever had a Sidekick? Never had a Sidekick, bro. When I got Sidekick, I thought I was so boss. I was walking around, bro, just being on AOL Instant Messenger all day long. Yo. That shit. I tell you like this. I dated a girl who had a sidekick when I had a a flip phone, a camera phone, flip phone, camera phone. But she had a sidekick. And texting her, bro, like having to still do one, two, three. One, two. One, two, three. <laughs> one, 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 two, one, two. You was on what was it called T nine? Yeah, T nine. T nine. Still had T nine. <laughs> um, I still had T nine. God damn. And bro. she would send me text messages. She, I'm gonna say she was a fucking headache. She, she was a headache, and I'd be getting banged on, bro. And I can't even respond. Like you gotta give me time. <laughs> you gotta give me time. Like yo, like your message is coming in, in pieces. Then I got piece these shits together. Know what I'm reading. You gotta understand. I learned. I was in typing class in 383 in the sixth grade, bro. I was already typing 60 words a minute. I type 100 words a minute now, and even faster with my thumbs. Like I, I can do that shit. So when I type, like I, I type sometimes faster than I think, and I know a lot of women like they do that shit too. Like yo, like bang, bang, bang. Like yo, just could a nigga read them first? Let me read them first and respond before you keep yelling at me through text that message. Shit. Um. But she was a headache and a half. Uh, only girl I dated was a sidekick. Um, but the the reason this podcast, jeez, seven <laughs> some odd minutes. Eight minutes in. God damn. 
today was uh today was a wacky one i mean today's a bit of a wacky day we needed it felt great though we did it feels great it feels great um it was a wacky one we needed this wacky one um but the reason for this podcast was something that every adult male adult female with a cell phone with a social media account or anything does or has done at some point in their life drunk dial or drunk text someone I've done it. I've done it in my lifetime. I'm not proud. You know what? I had friends who knew who would know if I called them. I have two friends. I'm not going to name them. I'm not going to shout them out. One's married and one's separated. They both have children now. Two friends that knew if you saw my name come up on your cell phone between. No. Pick up. Because you're going to have a fun conversation. Don't do it. And one of them. uh, You know what? I'll say one of them. It was is more fair because she was on the West Coast at the time. So if I'm leaving Hurley's and I'm calling her at five in the morning, it's two in the morning there. As opposed to if I'm leaving Hurley's at five in the morning, and you work with me and you live in Queens, I'm calling you at five in the morning, drunk to talk to you. Um, you know what it is? I can tell you exactly what it is about you, bro. And I think we kind of touched on this on the last podcast. You're a really good guy. Yeah, you really are. I am, and you know what? I, I don't think I tell you that enough. Do you know what? I, I'm agreeing with you here, and that's the fact that I'm feeling this good because you know I don't agree. I'm a great person. I don't think I don't agree. I'm a good person because I only set the bar for myself at decent. I strive every day to at least be decent, not be good, but decent, and that's the bare minimum. Like that's the bare minimum I try to give people. Uh, not tell people when people say I'm a dick on a situation I was a dick. I need you to know the way I go into a situation is just the bare minimum is me being decent to you. If you don't make me rise to treat you decently, then I'm going to treat you condescendingly. And you're going but, but to know that. You, you know what it is? You, when you drink, you're, you're an even better person. You become more generous. You, you, you become more happy. I, I, I've seen Not you, always. No, 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 no. I need to stop you there because there have been people that have seen the monster come out. And you're saying that you're saying when I'm drinking and in a good mood. And that's why I also tell you this. There's been times I've come here and I'm like, nah, I can't drink when I'm not in a good mood. If I start drinking, I'm going to be in the worst mood. I've reached a point where I know if I am in a bad mood, I cannot have a drop of alcohol. I can't a single drop. Not beer. Beer is going to get me. A bit irritated and keep the feelings. Hard liquor is gonna get me emotional about it. Like hard liquor is not a good choice, bro. Yo, hard liquor. Like there's times when I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not in the mood to drink. I don't need beer or liquor today. I need to at least not right now. Give me a little while and then I'll reevaluate in about a half hour, forty minutes. I, right now at this moment, I don't need drinks. I don't. And I tell people that like there's times it's like, no, nah, I'm gonna go home. I don't need to drink tonight. I'm not in a good mood. Like the last time. I can say I got super duper emotional drunk. I want to say was my uh, I'm 33. I want to say my 29th birthday, maybe my 30th. <laughs> no, you know what? Actually, no. I spent my 30th just me and Lorenzo. So my 29th birthday. Uh, I was working real estate. I was working for MySpace. Not going good. Um, I was having problems in the office. I had a couple deals that should have went through, not go through because I didn't feel I had the support from back-end management um, that was in the office. Not all of back-end management. Which you didn't have. Which I didn't have. 
but I didn't feel I had the back end support there, deals that I should have had fall through. And I remember when it was a Saturday, it was my actual birthday. You know, me and Betty usually have our parties together. Her birthday is a few days yeah. before mine. She was paying for everything. I was broke, had no cash. The, the couple dollars and few cents I had in my pocket was the cash I had. Um, everybody's trying to convince me to go out. Betty's like, "Yo, what are you doing?" I, like, I like that Saturday morning. I woke up, my birthday, got dressed, went into the office, posted ads, took a few appointments, and like I, nothing came of it. And, and, and people asking me, like, and then like they heard me talking on the phone, I was like, I, "I really don't feel like drinking. I don't care if it's like I, I let it slip. Like I don't care if it's my birthday." And somebody asked me, I was like, "Yeah." And it's like, why are you saying, like, it's a regular day. Like, I was playing growing up at J-Dub and everything. And then, like, they're, they're like I'm shitting good A lot right of people now. don't really understand that shit. It's a lot of like, people don't understand that. Um, <clears throat> the other day when I went to your house, it was my mother's birthday. And I had to remind her. She didn't it's, know. It's, it's, it's like, people it's just, it, you grow up like that. It's like, I mean, it's like they don't understand what it is. Holidays and shit like that. But, you know, it happened. Um, You just cut me off and I lost my whole train of thought. Nah, you was talking about oh my my twenty ninth birthday. Yeah. Why I can't drink? Um, the last time I got emotional drunk. Um, so that night people thought, like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I don't know." My sister's having a party. She wants me to come out. I told them my birthday was a few days before. We used to do a party. They're not gonna go out. And I was like, "I don't feel like partying. I'm not in a party. I'm not in a happy mood. And when I'm in a mood like this, I don't need to drink." Eventually, people at the office talked me into it. My sister hit me a few times, talked me into it. I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll go out. I'll have some drinks. I'll have some fun." Went out, had some drinks. I hit the point where you know where I hit that level where I know I'm fucked up. And I was good. Betty and Chino left. They saw I was good. They left at like 3.30. I was going to dip with them. And Lorenzo was like, yo, just chill. Hang out for a bit. Or, 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 stay out with me. 3.30 in the morning. morning. 3.30 in the morning. They saw me. Good. I stayed there. Closed out the spot with Lorenzo with security. Waited till everything. We end up. At the bar downstairs drinking I don't know how much we had to drink I just know And also I'm going to throw a, a May rest in peace to here May rest in peace to seven Um, One of his security guys Was talking to me They're talking about you know life I'm telling him how shit's going And he's like yo One thing I know about your brother Looking at your brother You Like I grew up in a good day like, Your brother loving you We were talking Even talking like I got the Lorenzo talking about the veteran shit And they all saw me there Nigga I don't remember this But I got so drunk I started crying like, you know, when I'm drunk, I get emotional. Yeah. I was emotional crying about something. It was bad. Like, the way they were all making fun of me about it a few weeks later. And I, like, I honestly didn't remember it. Like, I had to just eat it. Um, But it got bad that night. Like, not that night there, but, like, when I got home, came. It was rain. It's pouring down rain at this point. Leave. I get to the crib. And, you know, that door was busted at that time. Like, and, uh, the wood frame was swelling. So, the door wouldn't open. My key. Call upstairs like yo somebody come open the door I'm standing in the pouring rain Nobody comes Yo I'm drunk I'm blasted Yo I went ape shit on that door Like I was yo 5 5.30 in the morning like banging that door Like I was the police downstairs Kicking it but, like, Trying to you know rip what, it open I, Honestly when was this what year <sighs> 33 2016 I remember my mom told me about that shit Nigga I was Pissed, like yo, this My door's busted. And bell won't shit, work. Bro. The key won't work. And then what it is, and I'm telling, like, and I called upstairs. And you know what? I called upstairs, and I knew my parents. But one of you just have to get up. Whenever you guys call, one of us need to get up and come. Somebody come up. I'm telling you, I'm standing in the pouring fucking rain. Why is no one coming downstairs? And then the fact that people in the building, 
I saw door, like you should see it's me. I saw heads poke out. Nobody went like I was. I didn't give a fuck who I woke up that day. Nigga, put it like this: I woke up Rena on the other corner on the third floor. She heard me. If she heard me on the other corner on the third floor, everybody in the front of Yo, Wilson heard me. Told me about that. Yo, shit. I did not care. Like I felt, I rolled my ankle. I got into it with my parents. Yo, and it was like, yo, like, I'm tired of this fucking, I'm tired of every, like, I was just at the point where life wasn't good, life wasn't great, and I was in a terrible spot, and that was, like, where I said, and that was one of the, those, like, my, like, even before that, I made up my mind, like, when I'm in a bad mood, I won't drink, because I had too many nights go bad like that, and that was one of the last real nights I got fucking trashed like that in a bad mood, and I vowed never to do it again. We were still on hiatus. We was on hiatus. We was on hiatus. I remember that shit. That shit, I was fucking livid, bro. And I remember my mom asked me why you did that. And I didn't know because I just didn't know. Nigga, I was pissed. Like, yo, like, yo, I hold the dope for niggas in that. And that's why, yo, I won't even hold the dope for. Like, you remember back in the day, yo, I see them coming in. They got bags and shit. I hope them up the stairs. I walk right past anybody in there. But if you're not Mr. Charles or the crackhead's mom, I don't help nobody in the building no more. Nobody, nobody, because Mr. Charles is the only one who ain't never switch up on me, nigga. Everybody in that building, especially nigga underneath That's second us, floor? second floor, uh, yeah, Jamaican, Ac- across from Zuman, yeah, like yo, like he's the, like they're the only family. I still, he still, hey, how you doing? Like yo, I put it like this last week. I went down, I went downstairs the other day. Three, three N is different. Yeah, that's what y'all were. No, no family. One M is different. One M, like you know, they're not bad people downstairs. One M is not different. I fuck with them. I like, I, I like that family. I like, I like the, I like the dad. He's a cool dude. I chop it up with him all the time. He's respectful, high by, but other people in the building treat him funny style, and he sees it. And me, nigga, I've been here thirty three years, nigga, so I see it. Like the people, let's put it like this: across the hall from Ruben and them, you've known me my whole life. Why do you run in the building when I turn the corner? And let the door close. But anytime I see any of you fuckers, I hold it open. I've reached the point where I see them coming. I won't even hold the door no more. For anybody. For anybody. If I'm coming down the stairs loud, blasting music, coming in, blasting music. You're going to hear my music. You're going to hear me rapping, cursing. I don't give a fuck about your feelings. Like my cousin hit me. He (coughs) said, yo, uh, what's his name? Sister hit him. Uh, Roni's sister hit him. And was like, I don't know. I like your family, but I don't know what's wrong with your younger cousin. He's so mad. He's so angry. Bitch. Let's tell the truth. Like, and I told my cousin, the, the, the window on the second floor doesn't open anymore. When the when the basement was flooding, when the when the pumps were busted, when every time it rained, that basement yeah. was flooding, it smelled like the sewer. And your, your, one day, your brother wanted that to bust the locks and run down there. I kept opening the windows. Yo, the people who moved into your mom's apartment, they would leave the fucking whole, the roof door open so that that shit could ventilate. Why do you guys keep coming behind me and closing this window? The building smells like an open sewer. Like if I, when we wake up in the morning, that shit was like the that house was smells like too. that. Like, like yo, and it would get there. me tight. That shit it would get me tight. Like, like, like right shit. now, right now, it's summertime. Cause they went the whole winter, the last two winters behind me being dicks while the building stunk like that, and closing the window. Like yo, you like yo, they fixed it for the first time. I can say they finally fixed the heat in that building. Like it actually, the building heats up the way it's supposed to. And you guys are complaining that this is open and you're getting a small draft under your door That's right now. That's now, though, because you know that shit always changed, bro. Nah, back in the day, it didn't. But back then, when that shit was, when this shit happened, the heat was fixed. Like that shit, the radiators were working. Then you have to go to Maritza for that shit. But this was long, this, this situation happened long after that. The heat got fixed and these fuckers kept doing this. And now it's 90 degrees during the day 
And whose window can't open because you guys are dicks. And that affects everybody in that building because the building's hot as shit. We can't leave the front door open. crazy, bro. Like, just idiots, bro. I, 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 lack, I lack patience for stupidity and idiots. And people, and I told my cousin, I told really my brother. Used to smell like sewer, I, to, bro. I told my cousin and my brother, when my cousin brought it up the other day, my brother asked me, about I was like, yo, I don't give a fuck about anybody in this building. I was like, your mom's is gone. As much as I hate to admit it, Fucko's mom is gone. You know what I'm saying? I stopped smoking in the building out of respect for your mom. After me and her had yeah, that talk, well, she, even I remember, I remember, <laughs> I remember when she told you when we were still on air, yeah. and you were like, "Yo, she's gonna tell your parents." And I was like, "I don't give a fuck. My dad's there." And I told you, I told you when she knocked on my door and said something. I was like, "She should be having my dad in answer because my dad would've been a lot meaner than me." Like this is his house, this is their apartment. You don't get to sit here. I don't give a fuck what you do. You don't like the smell. I'm sorry. That's the way that goes. And that's the way it goes now with people. Yo, I don't even go back in the apartment now when other people come by. I do not. I stay right there. Or you got that potent ass spray that you have too. I don't even use the spray anymore. Past it. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. It's 2020, bro. I'm past giving a fuck, man. This just started about drunk dialing. and it's just happened to be like about getting drunk. Like I'm, I'm so this whole <laughs> I don't know. I went, went, went off the rails. But it started about drunk texting. We're gonna get back to that. This went way off the rails. Like 21 minutes. I mean, sorry tonight, guys. These topics. Both of these podcasts are gonna be off the rails part one, off the rails part two. Facts. <laughs> and I think we should just keep an off the rails series for when these podcasts go rambling off the rails like that and keep track of them. Because it takes days like these, man. I think this was a necessary day. This was a day to escape this shit that we've been talking about for so yeah. long that this shit's just like, just feel like I'm back to 2012. Yeah. But I have, I had two female friends who, like, every time picked up great conversations, would make sure I was home, I wasn't going to do anything stupid. Um, I feel like now, even now, I'm not going to say now, but I'm going to say even now, because even back then, too, but even worse now, I have this thing where if I call you after the sun comes down, then you're going to get a speech like fucking Pacino in that fucking movie. What was the name of that movie? any given sunday like i just have this thing inside me that <clears throat> i just have to fucking i gotta like i gotta tell people shit like i learned all this shit and i'm just sitting here with a microphone to this dude taking the leak and i hear that shit clear and i don't care because it's our podcast that's the great thing about like technology it's caught up with our ambitions so the simple fact the simple fact that i could yeah that should record it loud <laughs> but the simple fact that we can have beers and you know chill out smoke chill a out bit, talk smoke a little bit and then Call someone across the country right now and say, yo, let's let's do something. Let's do this. When I have too much to drink, those are the calls that I'm making. People fear my phone calls because they don't want to hear what I have to say. Nah, nah, nah I don't want to say people. You know what? No, I don't want to say anyone ever feared my phone calls. But there was a time. I, I was going to say Falco got it, man. 
when he would be going away on trips, if he told me, like he always takes early morning flights and back at my old schedule, my old job would be the end of my shift. Yo, there were so many times, like, when I knew this nigga was flying away, like, I hit him up, like, knowing he was on his way to the airport, like, fucking trashed. <laughs> I mean, plastered. And this nigga hit me up, like, and be like, yo, do you Super remember talking to me last night? I was like, a little bit. <laughs> you remember when we, uh, when we left, what was it, Hurley's? Yeah. And I did the, uh, the Joker. The Joker out the, out the car. Man, we've left Hurley's and so much shit has happened, man. I remember, man, like, there are just so many nights. I'll tell you a drunk down night. The night I got into the accident on, on Bushwick Ave, um, I was young. I was, like, 21. I was, I was 21, 22 tops. No, I, I was 21 because by 22, I was no. dating Janady. Um, I was 21. <coughs> um, and it, it's sad that, like, 21 is, like, yo, that's way back in the yeah. day. But uh, I was I was looking at, like, I was uh. I was working both jobs. Um, I was working like Monday through Friday, Toys R Us, Saturday, Sunday, DMB. Um, and it was a Friday night. I didn't have to be into DMB till till seven the next night when I got some drinks with TRU crew. And I was in the cab and I'm talking to a friend that I knew and she went to school in Arizona. And we're talking, chopping it up, and I'm leaning on the passenger side in the back seat on the window and like leaning with all my weight made my arm uncomfortable so i shifted to the other side of the car weight on the other side less than 60 seconds later bam! i told you that car accident when dude was uh the car the guy went ran through the light and hit us so I, if you didn't move your arm nigga, if i didn't move nigga, god knows nigga, i'd be a fucking a, a, a fucking vegetable probably i was leaning on that side and that side that door came in when my head was came in so I would have been hit with that car in my head had I not moved 60 seconds early. You know, something very similar happened to me, but I'm going to wait till you're done. The craziest shit that night was, though, was everything that happened that night. Like, we were at Taco Taco. Um, we left that night. Not a wild night. Regular night. Not you the whole karaoke? crew. Yeah, I did karaoke. I always did karaoke, man. I, was just, I, just, I, was, I won't say I was a karaoke legend there, but. We did some Lincoln Park. Oh, nah, man, BBD, Belba DeVoe. <laughs> that girl is poison. Never try some big money smile. It's <laughs> my shit right there, nigga. Hey, shit. But uh, we had some fun. Um, I remember uh, I walked uh my boss and his uh significant other at the time to the cab. Um, they walked with me. They were going up to the heights. They lived in heights. Uh. Our boy, other boy was driving home. He lived in Jersey. Um, I I got in the cab first. I was like, yo, let me put you guys in the cab because my, my, my bus got drunk. He could sometimes be a little hysterical. But they were cool. He's like, nah, you take the first one. Next one's coming now. I get in the first cab. And then I'm, like, going. And then I get a call. Like, yo, Zo, I just got in a fight. Like, what? He's like, yo, like, this is my, my boss's significant other, his husband at the time. Calling me, telling me what's going on. I'm like, what the fuck you mean? He's like, yo, I left some fucking. He's like some drunk Polak calling me Eric Faggots and all this. And I was like, call me Faggot again. And he said it. I punched him in his mouth. We got into it in front of Capstan. Like, nigga, I just left. Like, I just left. Where they even come from? And he's like, I don't know. But he's like, yo, I, I fucked him up. I was like, shit, man. And like, he telling me that. I'm like, yo, you good? You in the cab? And he's like, yeah, me, Eric in the cab. Eric a little crazy, but we got. I'm like, all right, man, let me know you're home. So, boom. I'm on the phone. All right, my shit happens. I, Lorenzo hit me up like, yo, where are you? I'm home. Lorenzo, Lorenzo beat me home from work that night. 
that's how crazy that shit was. And when I told him what was up, he was like, you all right? I was like, yeah. He was like, you want me to tell mommy? I was like, I don't know, nigga. Don't tell her. Nigga, she find out. I'm in the car. Nigga, I'm in the cabin. I was in the car. Nigga, I'm going to be all go out, go out again. Shit. I was in the cabin in the car. Snap. But when I got home, I told him what happened. Um, My brother covered for me. And it was just, yo, like, that was always one of the nights that stuck with me. It's like, yo, like, that 60 to 90 seconds where I was highly uncomfortable. I was a little drunk and shifted to the other side of the fucking back of the cab. Nigga, quite possibly saved my life. I got two quick stories. The first one, I was, I was in the car with someone as a passenger. This girl that I was dating who lived, like, Middletown, New York. Like you're you're way up there. So you don't really feel comfortable driving in the city. And you make it vocal that you don't feel comfortable driving in the city. So not only do you make a sharp right turn from the middle lane, but you do it on a block that doesn't even have a place to go in. Like it's a park. Yo, I was in the fucking passenger seat, and as soon as she turned, the cab just hit us, and the car nearly tipped over. So now we're just elevated in the air. Hmm. And I'm looking down at her, and I'm yelling at everybody in the car, making sure everybody's safe, but telling everybody to shut the fuck up until this shit actually backs up and we can fucking get out of the car. That was, like, th- to me... It's it's kind of like New York City etiquette. If you're going to drive, if you're going to take that risk, know how to do it. You, the last thing you want to do is jam up a New York City Avenue with your shenanigans from upstate. The second thing that I want to say, what was the what was the the story you was just talking about? Uh when I get my cab, when I was in the cab and got hit. No, the one that you was talking about after that. Actually, in between them. Oh, what uh, Eric and uh, when they got into the fight. Uh, and, and, well, actually, I didn't even say the last part of that shit. Um, the last part of that night that happened was with third friend Eric and Jamar got into the fight there. I got into the accident. P, not not my girl P, but Anthony. No, I'm not gonna say his whole name, but my boy P. <laughs> I almost just, dropped his last name. Yeah, my, I saw that. my boy P. <laughs> the booze is like that's all substances. My oh, boy P. Shit. That night. He drove home. He wasn't drinking heavy. He had a couple beers. He got pulled over. Almost called a DUI. They let him go because he said I had two beers and asked him, "You really had two beers?" He said, "Yeah," and they let him go. It was got stopped at the checkpoint. If they would have put, yeah, way more than two beers. But if they pulled him out, he probably would have failed the sobriety test. Like I was just like, wow. You ever had to take one? Nigga, I don't drive. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> nigga, if they made me take one walking, nigga, definitely I'm a fail, nigga, but I don't drive, so no, I've never had to take a field sobriety test. I mean, you know what's crazy? You ever I remember had to take, one a, you have to, have to take a weed test for a job? <laughs> <laughs> How many? Nigga, you know what's crazy? Uh, the, the worst one I had, the worst job I settled with the weed shit for, and... It was, uh, I told you, the job before I got this job, when I applied at Berkeley Center, and they accepted <laughs> me, did everything, and uh, did the final, I had to come back for orientation, and uh, in between orientation, but in between my final interview and orientation, I had to go get a drug test, and they said that they were tested for it, and I didn't see weed on the list. What was the test, though? Was it blood test? Piss. Piss. Piss test. So, for Frito-Lay? 
they shaved my leg. You told me. Like, I'm like, yo. And I it like- was unforgiving, bro. It wasn't even, like, in an inconspicuous place. That shit was a fucking stripe right, like, straight down the middle. Like, when they when they took it, like, when it happened, like, I knew I had to do the drug test. I was like, all right, I'm a little worried. Um, I hit my brother up. Um, he, you know, Lorenzo was on probation <laughs> yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, sure. and he, yo, this nigga, yeah, I remember advice. this was before I used to burn. And I have a friend who had to take this advice from Lorenzo to get his union job. And Lorenzo used to take cranberry pills and niacin pills oh, yeah. and drink a lot of That's water. A hard flush right there. And a hard flush, bro. I did that shit for like four days, but I kept burning. Like Lorenzo would do this. Actively. Actively. Not not actively, but he would do this the day before needing to go to fucking needing to go to fucking uh to probation and you know, log in, do his piss test and everything. And he was cranberry pills, nice and everything. Never once popped dirty. So I'm like, all right, that should work for me. Got the cranberry pills, nice and niggas ten years later. They had to up the formulas. Good. Doing it like he said, taking two and two, drinking water, drinking a lot of water, pissing like crazy. Did it. Thinking I'm good. Like, I got the email. Like, I said, I was good. Told me coming for orientation this day. They said, if you didn't pass your drug test, you wouldn't get an email about orientation. So, I'm like, all right, I'm going in. Go there. Get there. They're asking for names. I'm giving my name. We don't have you on the list. Show him the email. He's like, go to the lady. And she's looking at the list. She's like, uh, you can't pass on, on a failed drug test. I'm like, I got the thing. You guys <laughs> saying I didn't. What did I fail on it? She's like, I don't know. You have to call them. But you're not getting the job. Now, not only am I upset that, but yeah, hey, I woke up, I'm early, I'm here, everything going on. When I called them. You suited up? Huh? Suited up? Not suited up. I wore uh, I wore nice pants, a button-up shirt, and a blazer. Sharp. Like, I didn't, like, jean, je- nice jean pants, chinos. Like, I didn't wear a whole suit. Like, you, you, you know when a nigga has to put on jeans and a blazer. Casual, I'm one of the best at doing it, yeah. Um... And when I like when I saw everything, when I got the number, I called them up. Like they read it off, like everything they tested for, like marijuana still wasn't on it. <laughs> I'm like, so what the fuck came up? Like they wouldn't say. They said I tested positive for marijuana, but it's like they're like from barbiturates for like like heroin, cocaine, like amphetamines, like uh, all sorts of shit. And it's like. I don't even like that's taking what aspirin. What, that's what happens when you start smoking with Wayne Brady, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just positive. Yo, I don't, I don't even dust. like taking the aspirin. So when I saw that, when I popped dirty on that shit, you I can't was even so eat upset. fucking poppy seed bagels, bro. Nah, that, that's a myth. That's a myth. I've read so much. They say that you would have to eat your body weight in poppy seeds for poppy seeds to come up as opi- opium. <laughs> Seinfeld or got me. Yeah. A lot of they said a lot of shows in the nineties and eighties did that and made people believe that, but it's not a number. Um I you know, I stayed away from poppy seed bagels my entire life because of that shit. Mm-hmm. That just goes to show the easy indoctrination of people who don't have the fucking information. Yeah, people who believe marijuana is a gateway drug still, despite the shit. fact that it shows you that it can help you get off other drugs. So I mean it just shows indoctrination, propaganda, how far it goes. But the one thing I will always say, man, is from my mid to late twenties, I think drunk dialing was one of the better ways I was able to talk to some of my friends because, like, they knew I was drunk, like I wasn't lying. Um, especially it was my female friends, especially about like relationship shit, shit going on in my I think life. It's the cat right now. No, my bad. 
I actually think I might have locked her in the bathroom. She came in while I was peeing. I closed she, the door. She, oh, she might be in the tub. Um, <laughs> you said that. That just reminded <laughs> me. So. Um, I'm sure there's people. Yo, there's got to be people in other countries, other places. Like we have fucking listeners all over the goddamn world, bro. So like, what the fuck? Is wrong <laughs> they here? just be listening to us, like. Yo, these motherfuckers is crazy, bro. But god damn it, that's what you get here at buttonroach.com, man. Jesus. I gotta make sure that cat's alright. So, um, like, 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 uh, drunk dialing, man. Like, my friends who I drunk out, the female friends who I drunk out. Some of the great conversations I had with them. And now Sometimes that they. you have to get twisted in order, for, like, you gotta get some shit out that normally. It, it wasn't even getting shit out, but it was just that they knew what I'd gone through. They knew the stress of my work more than that. They knew that one of the biggest stresses for me drinking like that was work. Not even relationships of life, but it was work. So they knew I was drinking like that, but then you had life, relationships, friends on top of that. They were both open ears for me, and I thank them both very dearly because cause I still care for them very dearly. Uh, one of them, I know I have to do some groveling to get back in her good graces. Um, I owe her immensely. Um, she's a great friend. She's still very pissed at me, uh, just because I sort of fell off the face of the earth when I went through my therapy, my depression shit. And like, she holds me to that. She's like, "You just stop calling me. I'm one of your best friends, and you just stop calling me." And I told her, you know, I have Let's no give her a shout out. I have no justification for that. Oh, uh, Sierra, she knows Sierra Parker, man. Like, she knows Miss Parker, Cece. She knows who she is, and Miss Janowski for that too, Mandy Janowski. Um. Like I, I always make fun of Mandy. I tell her she's from rural West Virginia. She's from a place in Virginia. I think it's called Rural Tree. And I used to always make fun. Of, yeah, Rural West Virginia. Rural Tree. Yeah, I used to. I used to always drive up the wall and say Rural West Virginia and drive up the fucking wall. Like just we had like I have that relationship still with the man. And like I still, I still think about them all the time. Still, you know, both of them are moms. Both of them were married. Well, one separated. Some and of the, some of the not to cut you off, but some of the best conversations. That even we've had were under the influence. Yeah, like I mean, good, 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 good conversations happen under the influence, man. Uh, I've had some of the better conversations with my mom under the influence after I started smoking the podcast that we've done under the influence. All the fucking like I I could pull up the fucking folder with all the MP3s of three-hour episodes and just all I could keep scrolling. And all that shit, for the most part, we was popping bottles in that basement, bro. Like we had a, we had like our own little crowd there, we like had a live little, studio live audience. Studio audience, while we were doing it, man. It was, we were ahead of our time at this, at starting this, and then now everybody's in the game. You have TV shows, you have TV shows that went off air. You know, people talking about, you know, we have followings. And I think it's a little unfair with that, but when I say we opened this lane avenue podcast wise like that, I don't feel like I'm exaggerating. I don't feel well, like we I'm were, over we I don't feel pioneers. like I'm overstating our position in the beginning of uh Especially honestly in Bushwick. In Bushwick, man. Bro. Nobody else when, in Bushwick when, was doing when, this when, when we started. When, when we started this shit, we were the premier we hit the streets with those stickers. Them shits was everywhere. We had them shits in delis. We had them shits in trains. We had them shits on poles. We had them shits on construction sites. Had them everywhere, bro. We still have the one in the two-four store on Bleecker. We still have the one 
um, on 48th and 8th up the block from Hurley's in Green Import, uh, in in, uh, in the Green Apple, Green Emporium or Green Apple? I want to say Green Emporium. Um, my, my whole thing is just like, and I I, I want to close with this. This is my final thought. Then it's all on you. Drunk dialing has been a gift and a curse for me because for someone like me who's a natural introvert i don't normally just reach out to people i don't normally just send messages it's part of my daily routine to at least catch a buzz enough to interact with the people that i need to interact with because i could just sit here alone and watch wrestling all day long and not speak to nobody bro so that's my problem that's what i deal with the flip side to that is that a lot of the people who get the the brunt is that the word of that phone call it's always mixed reviews and for the most part i do come off strong to a lot of people i do come off like an asshole i don't that's why i, I when i had when i would drunk dial there were only like i said two people who in particular got the, people who knew me through and through knew my personality knew what person i was and they could tell oh uh, the only person who i think other than those two at that time who could tell by my voice if they weren't family were those two who could tell by my voice the type of mood i was in with those two women and just because of our friendship they've been around me for years they knew what i dealt with at work and they knew the stressors in my life and um i've seen you under extreme pressure though and i will say this i've seen happy zo and i've seen angry zo even through the transition of getting drunk but it was always zo when people speak to me and i'm sober they're getting alex you already know that transition that's something <laughs> that's out of body that's an out of body experience. When Poppy shows up every <laughs> fucking day, bro. <laughs> when Poppy gets there, <laughs> it's just like I it take control of the wheel, bro. Take the so wheel. That, that's a whole other podcast. But I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, I think you closed out good there. Um, when I would <laughs> dunk job, I, w- I wouldn't just drunk dial anyone. I had a list, uh, not a list, two like two friends, two great friends, who were usually the two if they didn't pick up. I usually just, you know, smoke or keep drinking by myself. Um, but those times, the conversations I got to have with those two women during that time were uh, always matter to me, always mean the most. It is locked in. There. Yeah, I locked in by accident. Um. <laughs> It wasn't on purpose. She came in while I was peeing, and then she climbed into the tub. I saw her doing it, but then I came to get back on the podcast. My bad. Um, and, uh, no, it's not, man. She's behind the door. She all right, man. Ain't no dogs trying to kill her. Michael Vick ain't here. She be all right. And it was just uh, having those two to be able to call during those times will always be special to me. Um, our friendships mean a lot to me. Um. I knew I have some groveling to do that I need to start, and I'm actually going to start tomorrow. Because last time I spoke to her, she said my number ain't changing and ain't going to. 
So I definitely Ooh, owe her the, an that's apology. The, that's the dig right there. I, I definitely do because she still talks to my brother a lot. Like, but she still hits me every once in a while. We just don't talk as much as we used to. But also, she didn't have kids before and she wasn't married. So, I mean, it, it's changed. also that happens. But I also I, I have to accept that I was the person who, in our friendship, drifted away and not you. And I have to own up to that. But I appreciate the friendship that I still have with those two ladies. Um, uh, I see their lives through Facebook. Um, they're both doing great. Um, both of the you know families are doing good. It's crazy that that's that's like a saying now. Try yeah. going back fifty years and saying that shit to somebody. When you lose contact with somebody, you lose contact with them back then. Um, but it's just writing letters to each other on the fucking. I'm uh, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that we at least got to have those conversations because those are conversations that at some point. Later down the line, if we're still friends, we'll come back up again, man. But I just, you, you learn what to appreciate from people, man. Um, and with that, man, I, th- I think, you know, we already know what these two podcasts are going to be. They're gonna be <laughs> it's completely off the rails, episode one, completely off the rails, episode two. But I just want to thank you guys for listening in, bearing with us, man, and uh, being with us through us getting back to basics right now and keeping it simple through yeah, everything man. we've had to do over the last couple of weeks in this nation. Um, and just appreciating the fact that shit is at least stabilizing some way. It's stabilizing. It's not, it's we can't even chaotic. say going back to normal. We'll say stabilizing. We don't know what normal is going to be in regards to the pandemic or the situation it's across like, this country right fuck? now as far as it goes with the protests or anything. So we have no idea what normal is going to be when we come out of this. But at least, like you said, this situation stabilizing. So with that, you guys know where you get everything Bud and Roach related over at BudandRoach.com. And you can follow us at Bud and Roach on Instagram. Because we do the, the fucking, fucking you hurt. <laughs>